Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Good morning, Patrick. How's it going? Pretty good, Jeff. How are you? Doing well. Happy, merry, blessed, whatever, Christmas podcast eve. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. All those things. Yeah. This is our, we won't say holiday episode because we already, that one's already been recorded and now available with our guest from $2 late feed, Dustin Rubin. So please go check that out. It was a fun time and uh, always great having Dustin and, you know, we have plans next, we'll say next summer probably to have them back on to discuss uh, some great summer block. Well, to discuss some summer blockbusters. <laughs> I'm not going to say great. That's a little presumptuous on my part and also on the studio's part for those movies. But uh, but nonetheless, had them back on because uh, they're good people and we love having them on. However, this is our last podcast before Christmas. Yeah. So Less than a week. It's, hence the podcast Eve. Uh, there we go. Are you done shopping? Um, I have some things coming but, delivered, but I believe okay. I've pretty much done. Um, well, there's one. I got one thing that I need to pick up from the okay. store. But that's about it. But for the most part, done and finished. So I always, every year, this happens to me where I, and I'm sure it happens to others too, where you shop and then you just feel like you're. You're like, I don't think I'm done. I feel like I need one more, maybe two more things for this person or that person. Yeah. And then you, when you actually start wrapping and go, there's way too much stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm that way with Yorick. And I think the only reason why I'm thinking that way is because Roots keeps saying, I got so much stuff for Grayson. There's just so much. Stuff. I'm like, oh my God, do I need to get more stuff for him? But then I keep thinking, I know his stuff costs, because when you get older, the presents are, the amount of presents are less because the amount of presents cost more. Yeah. (laughs) True. So, uh, it's, so it, but this year it's, I think it's fairly almost even on that. So I just feel bad. I'm like, oh my God, I need to, I guess maybe I need one more, maybe two more. I don't know. So tonight we're actually going to, go through and we're actually going to go through and uh, kind of pull all the presents out for the kids mm-hmm. and and find out who we need to get stuff for and so we could try and hurry up and get that done so my goal is to have all the presents wrapped and under the tree by Friday so I don't have yeah. to worry about it Saturday yeah. can't worry about it Sunday because showtime like Showtime. It's, it's not wrapped. Just put it in a Walmart bag or just, <laughs> just a quick little, little wrapping of some newspapers. Like, here you go. <laughs> or just, uh, here's still an Amazon package. Open it. Yep, it might be go. yours. It might not be. It might not be. We'll find yeah. out. <laughs> Dude, I've, I, no joke, have actually just taken an Amazon box and slapped a bow on it. Yeah. I, ain't pr- I mean, sometimes you got, you know, because I have legit come across something that I've put in the closet and then go oh crap and then grab that real quick i'm like 
Yeah. And I will just slap a bill and it'd be all right. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I still have to open it. Like, it's still not going to know what it is. It'd be all right. Technically wrapped. Yeah, technically. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's such a dude thing to do, too. <laughs> it's better what I used to do. I, I don't know if anybody else has ever done this, but uh, I used to actually use duct tape to wrap gifts. I don't think my I family, duct tape. Oh, my family used to hate it. Um, my ex, York's mom, Beth, when we were together, uh, I do that to hers all the time, and she would hate it so much because it wasn't just like one layer. Mm-hmm. Like I would put it in a box that's wrapped in duct tape, like wrap it, the box in duct tape, and then put it in another box, and then actually wrap that with wrapping paper, and then put duct tape. Over. Dang. She's like, this looks so horrible. I'm like. Yeah, but it's more fun. She yeah. goes, is it? I go, well, it was for me at least. Now I get to watch you. <laughs> yeah, now I get to watch you tackle this. You know, just borrow your grandfather's knife. It'd be all right. Yeah. Or it's borrow like my grandfather's knife. Like you're freeing a hostage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be all right. It's good. Let's see. You can go work on your time. I could get a stopwatch. We could, you know, just make a thing out of it. Yeah. So I may end up doing that with at least Yorick's. I haven't decided if I'm going to do that with Grayson's, but York would always see the humor in it mm-hmm. a lot more. And then want to do it. And then he'll be like, okay, next year I got to do that. Or maybe just randomly, I want to do that with something. I just have to remind him not to do that with Grayson's <laughs> stuff. Do it with mine. I don't care. But yeah, maybe not do it to your sisters. So yeah. Tis the season to torture your family. <laughs> it's all about family. Yes. But I'd like the fast. Yeah. Have we not had a Faster and Furious movie that takes place during Christmas? Maybe the next one? I know. We got two more. Three more? No, there was one, one more. Yeah. one more. Uh, two more. It's supposed to be two. 10 and 11. It's supposed oh. to end on an odd number, which... It should have stopped at seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Uh, but that would be amazing to be a Fast and Furious Christmas. Yeah, I mean... Literally, either, I, literally just put a Fast and Furious Christmas and then sold. Yep. FFX. <laughs> right? Oh my God. We've stum- yep, we've stumbled onto something. Oh, for number 10. Yes. For number yeah. 10. Perfect, Patrick. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. So, we've solved the formula. It probably won't happen, though. No. It's too much like right. It is too much like right. Oh, well. Make a start on Thanksgiving and end on Christmas. See? <laughs> Done. Yeah. Ooh. It could even be a Fast and Furious Hanukkah because then it could take eight. <laughs> it could take eight nights. See, it doesn't even have to be like out there just being a backdrop. Go back and look. Hey man, this stuff took place during this time. Like, oh, just, just slip Bang. in there. Yeah. Bang. Be amazing. Uh, be so lucky. Oh well. <laughs> oh well. But yeah. <laughs> so how are you doing, by the way? Doing good. Yep. Good week. Yep. Very uneventful week. Um. That's kind. A couple weeks ago, Kyle had an eye exam. Her glasses came in, and they're ready to pick up, so I'm waiting for her to come in. Then we'll pick them up, so that way if there's any issues with them. Adjustments. Can, yeah. Um, yeah, that's about it. Uh, she had a couple of finals, and she passed them all. I think her – I forgot which class it was. I think it might have been Spanish. It's 100 on her exam. Sweet. Um. Muy bueno. But, um, yeah, I mean, she's done. She'll be out. 
It's supposed to be getting dropped off about Wednesday because okay. talk of talk of snow. Yep. So we do air. We are using air quotes. It's a yeah. audio medium, but we are using air quotes because we live in Nashville and never know. Snow has to be. Yep. Yeah, snow has to be used in air quotes until it's actually on the ground. So. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna pick her up Friday morning since I'm off, but um, she texted me this morning and said she'd be dropped off on Wednesday. So I was like, all right. Boom. Awesome. Um, yeah, both York and Grayson are out. Uh, they had a half day Friday and then boom, they're out for the length of a college <laughs> break. They're out for like almost three weeks. It's ridiculous, but it's, a uh, it, it'll be all right. They're going to have a blast. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, um, Tuesday or Monday, York had his belt test. And so he's passed and now he's a. Blue belt with the black stripe. Next will be brown belt, white stripe, brown belt, black stripe, red belt, white stripe, red belt, black stripe, and then boom, junior black belt. So I, I'm guessing March of 2024, he should be junior black belt. So right. seems like a seems like a long time, but considering we were just talking about the first of October, mm-hmm. and now it's almost Christmas, it'll be here before he knows it. So. True. Congratulations. Yeah. And then um, Grayson had her belt test. Their belt system works differently because it's a different age group. Mm-hmm. But uh, f- basically the best way to kind of look at it, she went from a yellow belt to an orange belt for her class. So, okay. uh, but then they do like one, stri- you know, one stripe of one color, then two stripes of a color and then move up to the next color. And then one, one stripe, two stripes, stuff like that. Okay. So she did that from five to six and then immediately left and went to, uh, it went straight to gymnastics and all of a sudden, much like when she got her aerial, just, it just, you know, she just got it. I mean, just Mm -hmm. all of a sudden she's got it. She finally got her back handspring. Finally, just, just boom, just got it by herself without anybody's help. And so a lot of that is, you know, she, We've been going to like when the trampoline parks in town, they're close by mm-hmm. and she's been using the uh, tumble track that, you know, the trampoline track there to practice on to kind of help her get a little more lift and everything. So when she gets it, she can then do it on the f- actual floor and, yep. you know, she's got the bases down. She just has to get the extra oomph to go over. So she right. finally got it. So she had a very busy, very uh, productive night. So yeah, uh, become instinctual. Pretty much, no, she, yep. yep, she did awesome. Uh, so, so proud of her. So, one of her Christmas gifts is actually just a membership to the trampoline park because if she goes like once a month, she's paid for it pretty much. Yep. Plus, she gets like a discounted price if he wants to come or if she wants to bring a friend. Mm-hmm. Then you know they get in for cheap. So that's kind of becoming our Sunday morning. Uh, go-to thing so every yeah. Sunday morning but we get the right when it opens before <laughs> everybody comes before everybody and their brother decides to show up for all the birthday parties and all that so therefore she you know it's maybe 20 people it's yeah. awesome the only problem like usually we're there like an hour hour and a half call today move on to the next thing we were there almost we were there three and a half hours we were there long enough for me to watch Avatar. Either one. 
Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I was a, but I, I mean, I was productive. I got some of our, I was able to load up some of our, uh, Christmas TikToks uh, with me talking about Christmas movies and stuff like that. So, um, got a few new ones put up there. So if you are looking for Christmas movies to watch still, uh, putting up a suggestion at this point, I'll probably have one up every day up until Christmas. Okay. And I may even have a few loading up after Christmas, right up until new year's. I think that's my plan afterwards. It'll just, uh, we'll be using that. We'll be using that, uh, social media resource to talk about movies. We haven't that we didn't have time to talk about on the episode. That way, this helps keep our podcast episodes a little bit more, a little bit shorter and a little more contained and um, a little bit more for everybody to listen to in one sitting. So, anyways, so yeah, find us on the, find us on the TikTok and uh, listen to me ramble about Christmas movies that I liked, that I, that I've watched. I think all but about one or two that I'm kind of just kind of meh on or this just isn't good, even for that kind of a Christmas movie. For that, following that formula. So that's about it, man. For this week. So you want to dive? You want to dive into our feature presentation? Oh wait, sorry. Oh, before I even forget, I almost forgot. Trailers. Uh, we have Adam Driver's new movie. By the way, there's a new uh, employee at work. Looks just like Adam Driver. He's on third shift though. I really want to try and snipe a picture because it's he looks so much like him that I'm like it, he just makes every time I see him I'm like is this another one of those SNL skits where Kylo Ren is undercover bossing as Matt and <laughs> he's just at work yeah uh, cracks me up every time I'm like oh my god who what Kylo Ren <laughs> man we really will just hire anybody <laughs> we, yeah that's the minor trick man <laughs> yeah I guess so Do you will. Uh, to do mini York. There we go. Um, throw around. Don't you know who my dad is? <laughs> was. Sorry. Was. Don't was. you know who my dad was? Yeah, that's kind of a. Sorry, that's on me. Um, <laughs> anyways, Adam Driver's got a new movie called 65. An astronaut, an astronaut crash lands on a mysterious planet only to discover he's not alone. Directed by. Uh, or starring Adam Driver, of course. And directed by Scott Beck and Brian Woods. Also starring Ariana Greenblatt, Chloe Coleman, Nika King, and that's all it shows. So it comes out March 10th. And then uh, also, if you did see uh, Avatar this weekend, then you would have seen the trailer for Christopher Nolan's uh, upcoming uh, movie Oppenheimer the story of American scientist J. Robert Oppenheimer and his role in the development of the atomic bomb expected to be released July 21st 2023 which I guess we could just say July 21st because yeah we've only got a few days 11 days something like that left in the year which is also crazy just flew by. But because it's Christopher Nolan, I will be there with bells on no matter what. 
But uh, one of the one of my favorite things that I've read about this is that this quote only cost a hundred million dollars. <laughs> only, <laughs> only, yeah. It's it it is his uh, cheapest, not cheapest. It is his, it's the lowest budget he has had in like a decade and a half, almost two decades. So very very long time. So. Maybe he's just trying to challenge himself. I guess so. But Oppenheimer has a who's who of uh, has the who's who of A-list actors. Uh, Killian Murphy is starring in the lead role of J. Robert Oppenheimer. I think I've decided that Killian Murphy is is uh, Christopher Nolan's is is to Christopher Nolan as Leo DiCaprio is to Martin Scorsese. Well. <laughs> This half of Scorsese's career. First half, obviously, was De Niro and yeah, but uh, but yeah. Then you have Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., Florence Pugh, David Crumholtz, Gary Oldman, Kenneth Branagh, James Remar, Jack Quaid, Rami Malek, David Desmalion, uh Josh Hartnett, Casey Affleck. Uh, Matthias Schweigenhofer. There we go. I could I always try and challenge myself to get that correct. Matthew Modine, Dane DeHaan, Tony Goldwyn, James Darcy, Scott Grimes, Alden Ehrenreich, I mean Jason Clark, Alex Wolf. And it just goes on and on. It's yeah. Again, I will be there with bells on because yeah, it's no one. And then we got one of probably one of the best teaser trailers I have seen in a long time. I absolutely loved every moment of it. It is, believe it or not, Greta Gerwig's teaser trailer for the Barbie movie, starring Margot Robbie as Barbie and Ryan Gosling as Ken. Because the first part of it is such an homage to 2001: A Space Odyssey. Yeah, which out of all the movies in the world to pick to do an homage of, it's just I don't know. It's amazing. I loved it. I laughed. So if it's going to be anything like that, I mean, it worked. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be there either way because I love Greta Gerwig, whether she's behind the camera or in front of it. She's directing it and she co-wrote it with Noah Baumbach, who I also absolutely love with all his movies. Uh, also starring Will Ferrell, Ariana Greenblatt again, uh, Helen Mirren, Kate McKinnon, uh, Shang-Chi himself, uh, Simu Liu, Michael Sarah, Kingsley Ben Ada, you know, for all you, for all you, uh, ah, crap, what's the show? Oh, wait, no, he's been in other stuff. Uh, Rhea Perlman is in it. Like it's, yeah. America Ferreira, Issa Rae. Yeah, um, I'm there. Sure. Roots was like, watch Grayson not be even even remotely interested in this movie. I said, that's fine. She could tell me how much she doesn't like it after after she watches <laughs> it. And then I could be like, and then I could be like, listen. Let me tell you about the movies my dad used to force me to go to that I had zero interest in. Let me mm-hmm. tell you about 
The Man Without a Face with Mel Gibson. <laughs> and how much a 10, year, 10 to 12-year-old really wants to see that movie. Right. Let me also tell you about a movie called Always with, uh, with Richard Dreyfuss, John Goodman, and Holly Hunter that, again, a 10 to 12-year-old had zero interest in. I forgot what else, what other movie we we went to that I had like negative interest in, and I just hated being there the entire time. I'm like, I I think I even fell asleep during one of them. I was just like, it, it's just, why are we? Here? Why can't you guys see this when we're not here? Like I'm just here. Let me just curl up in the seat. And- yep. Let me just pretend I'm back at church and just fall asleep <laughs> right here in this chair. No, no, no. I'm good. I got practice. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And then, of course, one of the most important trailers we got was a full-on trailer. Well, as much of a full-on trailer as we're going to get right now. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, part one. Which is set to come out June 2nd. And all the Spider-Spidermans are in this one. Like, you, you name a... Your name is Spider-Man. They it probably popped up in this. Uh, probably popped up in this trailer. So yep. it's it's a fan service for all the Spider fans. So yeah, um, I believe that's it, man. That's which I mean that's plenty, and that's a lot of amazing uh, big budget movies that are set to come out to get everybody hyped for. Yeah. Um, real quick, I'm just gonna, because I know we're gonna, we're kind of already kind of running well on time, but I, uh, I want to quickly go over. So pretty much we no sooner finished recording than I noticed that last week that I noticed that the Golden Globe nominations had dropped. So real quick, in case you haven't, for our listeners, in case you haven't had a chance to see them or didn't know they were they had uh, been that they had dropped. I'm just going to go over the film ones. I'm not going to go over TV uh, just real quick, but we'll post it to our group page um, and you can always just look them up too. Uh, but here are the nominations for best motion picture, musical comedy, Babylon, the Banshees of Inishirin, which I will be talking about on today's episode. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, one of our top movies, which, spoiler alert there. Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, which will drop on Netflix this Friday. Mm-hmm. And Triangle of Sadness. Best Motion Picture Drama, Avatar, The Way of Water, which we will be talking about today. Elvis, which we have talked about. The Fablemans, Tar, and Top Gun Maverick, which we've also talked about, and a favorite. Best foreign language, uh, best motion picture foreign language film, RRR, which we have talked about and are a fan of, and RRR a fan of. There we go. <laughs> uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, which is on Netflix, but it's a war film that I just had. I'm just not in the mood to watch it, and I don't even know if I will. Yeah. Unless it gets... No- Unless it gets nominated for an Academy Award for Best Foreign Language Film, then yes, I will watch it. But I'm not trying to watch it just for the Golden Globes. 
1985, which congratulations to them for winning the World Cup uh, yesterday. Close uh, out of Belgium and Decision to Leave out of South Korea. Best screenplay motion, best screenplay, Todd Field for Tar. Uh, Tony Tony Kushner and Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans. Daniel Kwan, Daniel Shiner, a.k.a. The Daniels, for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. The Banshees of Inisherin, uh, Martin by Martin McDonough, and Sarah Polly for Women Talking. Best Original Song, Carolina, by Taylor Swift from Where the Crawdads Sing. Uh, Chow Papa, Guillermo del Toro, and Robin Katz from Guillermo's, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Hold My Hand, Lady Gaga and Blood Pop from Top Gun Maverick, Lift Me Up, uh, Tim's, Ludwig, Goran, Goranson, Rihanna, and Ryan Coogler for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Nyatu Natu by Kawa Biarrava, M.M. Kiravani, yeah, Kiravani, Raul Sipilinj, and that's from RRR. So that's awesome. Uh, best actor in supporting role in any motion picture: Brendan Gleeson for The Banshees of Inisherin, Barrett Kagan for The Banshees of Inisherin, Brad Pitt for Babylon, K. Hugh Kwan for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Eddie Redmayne for The Good Nurse. Best Supporting Actress Supporting Role, uh, Angela Bassett, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Inisherin, Jamie Lee Curtis, Everywhere, or excuse me, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Donnie De, Donnie De Leon for Triangle Sadness, Carrie Mulligan for She Said. Even after looking at that, I still think Angela Bassett's probably got that one nipped. Just saying. Um... Best Actor in the Motion Picture Musical or Comedy, Diego Calva for Babylon, Daniel Craig for Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, Adam Driver for White Noise, Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inisherin, Ray Fiennes for The Menu. Best Motion Picture Animated, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel Deschel with Shoes On, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, and Turning Red. So two stop motion movies and then two animated Best Actor in the Motion Picture Drama, Austin Butler for Elvis, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Hugh Jackman for The Sun, Bill Nighy for Living, Jeremy Pope for Inspection. Uh, best act- Actress in uh, Drama, Kate Blanchett for Tar, Olivia Coleman, Empire of Light, Viola Davis, The Women King, Ana de Armas for Blonde, and Michelle Williams for The Fablemans. Best Actress in a motion picture musical or comedy, Wesley Manville for Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, Margot Robbie for Babylon, Anya Taylor-Joy for The Menu, Emma Thompson, Good Luck to You, Leo Grande, and Michelle Yeoh for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Best Director, James Cameron for Avatar, The Way of Water, The Daniels for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Boz Lerman for Elvis, Martin McDonough, The Banshees of Inisherin. Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans. And lastly, 
Best Original Score, Andre Desplat for Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Hildur Hildur Gundotir for Women Talking. Justin Hurwitz for Babylon. John Williams for The Fablemans. And Carter Burwell for The Banshees of Inisherin. I felt like an auctioneer. I felt like an auctioneer. Uh, but yeah, uh, it uh, it looks like I mean some great picks in there. Some I could kind of go ahead and and uh, some I can go ahead and probably pick a few already. Then I'm like, yeah. nah, they that one's cinched. That one's cinched. And then there's some there's a but there's still quite a few. I'm like, I'm not sure how they're going to go with this. Right. So. But it's definitely an interesting field. Nothing warmed my heart more than to see uh, everything, everywhere, all at once get two or get six nominations, and Top Gun Maverick getting two. Yep. So deserved. Uh, yep. <clears throat> there we go. That's the Golden Globes. That'll be January, I think, tenth is when they are when they will be uh, broadcast. So here in a few weeks, about a month. Boom. All right. All right. Let's uh, let's finally delve into our feature presentation. I'm going to let you take over a minute while I let my <clears> voice <throat> rest. Uh, in case people have, in case y'all haven't noticed, uh, got a little bit. the The weather hasn't finally affected. Finally hit me. My sinuses are definitely not. Uh, definitely aren't playing today. I've already taken medicine, but soldiering through. Here we go. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Avatar The Way of Water, which after watching Black Panther Wakanda Forever and watching this, I'm like, it'd be kind of like two good companion movies because it's a lot of water. <laughs> True story. Um, yeah. Uh, this was released on Friday, December 16th, 2022, and it comes in with a heavy, thick runtime of three hours and 12 minutes, directed by James Cameron. <clears throat> And it pretty much stars everyone from the first one with a handful of new characters being introduced. Uh, you have Sam Worthington reprising his role as Jake Sully, Zoe Saldana as Natiri, uh, Sigourney Weaver playing Kiri, who's somehow the offspring of Sigourney Weaver's previous character from the first movie. Still don't understand how that happened. Uh, <clears throat> Stephen Lang as Colonel Quaritch. Makes his return. Kate Winslet as Renal. Cliff Curtis as Tonawari. And kind of like my, my favorite character from the movie, um, uh, Jake Sully and Terry's youngest daughter, Took. Like, cute. <laughs> and um, so, pretty much picks up, well, about 10 years after the first one, but Jake Sully lives with his newfound family formed on the extrasolar moon Pandora. Once a familiar threat returns to finish what was previously started, Jake must work with Natiri and the army of the Navi race to protect their home. So basically picks up about a decade after the Navi has repelled the human invasion of Pandora when they were after the unobtainium. Ugh, uh, <laughs> I still hate that name. I, still, I told Jorik, I, I told Jorik, I said, man, it sounds like something a 10-year-old came up with. Yeah. It just seems like Steven Spielberg's like, hey, I need a clever name for this, or George Lucas. 
damn that's like unobtainium that's like the dumbest fucking name for a mineral i'm just i i still hate it i still hate it i still hate it yeah, i think in it and it popped up the same name popped up in the core <laughs> unobtainium yeah yeah i thought they were kind of tied in but there was no right no no, no missed time. opportunity missed opportunity that's state of affairs yeah so basically jake and terry have a big family <laughs> five kids three i guess biological and two adopted one of which was Kiri, um, which is the offspring of Sigourney Weaver's character from the first movie. Like I said before, they didn't really explain how that was possible. I mean, we know what happens, but we don't know exactly who did what. But there's theories. There's theories. Um, and then they have a young human boy named Spider who was unable to be transported back to Earth because of his young age at the time. So they pretty much took him in. And... Um, so it's 10 years later, then of course the, the sky people returned. But then after they returned, I mean, simply landing, they just destroyed a lot of forests, a lot of the animals that lived there. And a whole year passes. Like, I, I was curious, like, what happened within that year? Like, how do you know you, they land and you just let them settle for a year? Right. You know, I was like, man, okay, they got comfortable. But, um, so. Basically, there's an attack where they, you know, Jake and Atiri have to fight off, fight them off, which they save most people, but um, they've lost some in the in the battle. And Spider ends up getting abducted, and he's like the only one outside of the Navi that knows their ways. And so, Scott people use that as their advantage, so they can learn how to have an advantage. Mm-hmm. And um, and so Jake gets this idea of, you know, I need to protect my family. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my family, go to another tribe, which I'm like, dude, you're just going to bring the trouble to them. Yeah. So why would you do that? But, you know, they're reluctant, but they accept them. But they must learn their ways of the water. They mm-hmm. got to learn how to breathe underwater, you know, kind of hold their breath to kind of pace themselves. Um, learn how to use, uh, to, you know, similar to how they have their the flying animals, but these go underwater. I feel like I have seen this movie recently. (laughs) (laughs) Blue people that live underwater and we have to learn all about their culture. Yeah. I feel like I can't quite place my finger on it. It's almost like somebody Mm -hmm. copied homework, but made changes and then came out first or then just, (laughs) or, possibly um and the other one the other one took its time and put a lot more effort into the special effects in fact probably more effort into the special effects than to the actual story might be the effect of being under the same house (laughs) maybe that could be a problem yeah 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 Yeah, it's like hey we'll just borrow you know they're both working yeah yeah you know like siblings and that you know can hear each other through the walls talking too loud and like no i came with this idea first (laughs) But it doesn't matter. It, took us, it only took us like 18 months. It's taken me 10 years. <laughs> it's like y'all are doing great, but we did that <laughs> less time. Yeah. Well, kind of forever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, this, this, this movie is heavy on the visual effects, which, you know, there's no denying the visual effects. It's just no, it's story. beautiful. It's yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. If it is a beautiful movie to watch. Like I had somebody ask me, like, is is the movie worth watching? I basically said this: if you watched the first one and liked it, 
Sure. But just know that yes. it's, it's 30 minutes longer than the first one. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's all about the visual. So if you're fine mm-hmm. with that in the first movie, yeah. you'll be fine with this here. It's just the same thing. Continuing the story. Like a lot of stuff could have been taken out and it could have been maybe two hours <laughs> uh, <yes>. or less. <laughs> and yes. it still, you still would have had the same story. You could have had the story. Yeah. But it's just a lot of that middle, chunky middle <laughs> section. That's just, I mean, I like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I did enjoy the movie. I liked it. I'll probably watch it one more time when I take Kala. If she wants to see it. <laughs> but she hasn't said. I don't know. I told her it's a long mm. movie. It's like three hours. So, mm-hmm. which is 11 minutes longer than Endgame. So, yeah. Um, but, um, like I said, if you, if you did enjoy the first one, like I watched it back in October for the first time. So, I didn't have to wait yeah. nearly as long as most people. So, you know, so it's not right. almost 13 years for the majority of the people that saw the first movie. Me, a couple months. Yeah. Um, now, you know, so, now, how did you watch it? What, I went, what I, ver- say version, but what iteration? I guess. Of this one? Like, this movie? How, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 40X. Oh, you did 40X for three and a half hours or almost three and a half hours? Yeah. Patrick, I had goes off to you because I even told York, I go. There's no way in hell you can get me to watch this in 40x. I go because you know, two a good two hour movie. You know, I'm usually like, okay, cool, two and a half, and I'm like, okay, I'm kind of over, I'm kind of done with it. I said, there, I told York, I go, there's no way you're going to get me to watch a three hour movie in 40x and just be tossed around for three hours. I said, it's, I don't know who that person is, but <laughs> it's me. <laughs> apparently, now I do. Now I do. But it's like it's a, lot da- it's a lot of it's a lot of down moments, so it's not constantly bouncing around but you yeah. know when it happens like I, I never lost sight that yeah, i'm in a 40x movie but um there's a lot of water so if you're not a fan of yeah. having water turn your water off because <laughs> yep. it's a lot it's a lot of mist from the front well, seat with the cold weather leave it dripping just a little bit <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did feel more water here than when i went to see black panther which mm-hmm. I don't know if it was just the theater I went to and their their right. water was messed up because uh, I saw that at Hundred Oaks. I was yeah. at Mills for this yeah. one, and there's a lot of mist. So when they jump in the water, you get the spray in the face. Yeah. Then um, you know they had some battle sequences where you have the yeah. wind coming by the ear. Um, <clears throat> there wasn't any drops. I was I was disappointed. Wasn't Interesting. Any, no no literal dropping of water. Yeah. So again, maybe it's just where I was. Yep. <laughs> and um, but yeah. I, I mean, it's three hours, 12 minutes. The only time it felt like it to me was when it was during the slow moments. Yeah. When the action picked up, I was like, cool, 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 yeah. cool. Then when it slowed down, I was like, okay, <laughs> let's, let's get it going type deal. Yeah. Um, but I mean, pretty much everybody comes back, plus a few new characters. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I don't know. It just could have been shorter. Mm. Yeah, that's 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 the, that's the real big negative thing that I would say about it's just the, yeah. the runtime. They could have kept it the same as the other one, two forty two, like the yep. last one. And been cool. Okay, so I rewatched this the first one for the fourth time now. Mm-hmm. My fourth time, my third time giving it a chance after seeing it initially, and I saw it in IMAX three D because that's I was told that's how we had to watch it. And granted, it's been however many years, and the IMAX wasn't great. Um, yeah. I mean, not the IMAX. The 3D wasn't great. It, it 
it's one of those if you're not sitting in the right spot or turn your head a certain way, just it's not. But obviously, in all this time, 3D has gotten exponentially better, especially if you get real 3D, which is so much better to watch a 3D movie in than the other kind. And so I watched this movie at home on my fancy schmancy TV downstairs, my bigger TV, not on the iPad. And uh, with the sound bar on and not too, too loud because I was watching after everybody went to bed. And I visually enjoyed watching it a lot more this time than I had any other previous time I've tried to rewatch this movie. Yeah. And I've just come to the decision that I'm just not interested in this world. It's just not for me, which again, cool. I mean, that's, but I recognize how amazing and what kind of a process it, and what kind of, uh, what kind of a process it was to make the first movie. And especially now you can find, like, I know the, uh, the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences, aka the 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 Academy account on on the Instagrams have been posting some videos where they split the top screen with uh, the actual parts of the first Avatar movie, mm-hmm. and then the bottom part is just them and all their gear before the CGI. So yeah. it shows it as it's you know basically how ridiculous it was and how hard it is to make a movie like that. It's yeah. crazy. But it's amazing. It is just outstanding, you know, the work that went into making that movie. And so for me, the same thing about this movie. You know, this movie is a visual art spectacle. It is ridiculously good. It is a three, as I tell people, watching Avatar is like watching a video game cutscene, but for right. two and a half to three hours. Yeah. It's just outstandingly amazing. It's not the gameplay, but it's the cutscenes between, between uh, you know, between parts of levels, and it is outstandingly amazing. Like I can't speak high, more highly of that. Now, the story, I'm just not. It's again, you know, it's basically an Avatar family's family. You know, it's a Fast and Furious Avatar. It's you know, family's family. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, we're not going to turn our back on family. Everybody, you know, solely stick together. <laughs> but that but the thing is that's the one thing they couldn't get right yeah so we stick together like no you didn't no (laughs) it's like you try um, to um you got some game which i like no let's split up that's yep Yep. and you know you've always got the one rebellious teenager that won't listen to anybody yeah so and then literally screws up things all the time but you know i see you at the end uh, anyways um but no it's outstanding i mean it is crazy to watch uh, i mean it's again if you can sit through that time definitely go see it and i would recommend seeing it in an imax for sure yeah i just saw it in old school 2d because it was nine o'clock at night and you know you go where what's available and i'm not trying to i'm definitely not trying to watch that in 40x oh, it wasn't as bad. Like it, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like what. Um, wasn't like Shang Chi. They made me take yeah. a break from it. Right. Um, it was about middle. I mean, it wasn't as intense. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I was. I thought it would have been more. 
Right. Um, and then another thing in this one, like the first one you had your unobtainium. This yeah. one you had something called Amarita, which is like that they take from a well. Yeah. And it's like has anti-aging remedies. I'm like. Right. All right. So, they, so you're so you're taking whale tonsils out? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, that's what it looked like, a whale tonsil. I'm like, all right. All right. So I guess it's no longer about the unobtainium. I thought that's what they yeah. came back for. But that's literally, no, they came back for vengeance. Yeah, that's all that <laughs> that's, was. It's, it's a, that's, remember like, so, because uh, Ruth is not seeing either one. She goes, mm. and I, she's like, what's it even about? And of course, she always makes a mistake whenever she asks what a movie's about and then has me, and then Pull out within the 30 seconds, within 30 seconds, she's, she's regretting ever asking me that. <laughs> but here's the thing. I really didn't want to talk about it. I go, the first one is about, um, it's about humans coming down to invade, a, you know, to basically, uh, uh, it's, I so said, you'll, you'll be able to relate to your, you know, relate to your U S history on this. Basically it's about a, it's a, uh, about a group of humans that come to invade a, a, uh, come to invade a colony and take over the land for them from the natives so they can drill for, uh, for a mineral. Yeah. And then a war breaks out between the humans and the natives. Yeah. No, she goes, Oh, I said, and the second movie is about revenge because they killed the bad guy. And then the bad guy gets more or less reincarnated and his memories got downloaded. His consciousness and memories got downloaded into a uh, flash drive, more or less, and they basically uploaded it into an uh, into an avatar, and so therefore that way that character could come back to try and kill the protagonist in this movie. There you go. That I said without getting into anything real deep. That's the synopsis of these two movies. It's yeah, a good summary. <laughs> yep. I said there you go. You can thank me for the for probably the best summary I've ever given you about two movies in a minute, minute and a half. So, <laughs> I said, and both movies have spectacular special effects, Yeah, but that's about it. <laughs> we'll go at least for, you know, without giving really into it. Um, I don't know. Like York didn't want to go see this, had no interest. Mm-hmm. And I believe that he's watched the first one. I feel like he's watched the first one with his mom. I could be wrong. Nonetheless, I couldn't even get him to go see this with me. Grayson probably would have because it's a three-hour movie, and she's gone to the last two three-hour movies that I've gone to see. But I'm like, she's not going to be interested in this either. She's going to be ready to go. She'll, she'll check out. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. And, and, start asking me, and she'll be asking me a ton of questions that I really am not going to have the energy to want to yeah. <laughs> answer or even the enthusiasm to want to answer. So I'm like, eh, she's not going either. So. And the crazy thing is, like, I never, I didn't get my ticket till like the week of. So I was yeah. sitting at work, I'm like, damn, Avatar comes out this week. I ain't got my ticket yet. <laughs> so I go looking at the showtimes, I'm like, dang, it's filling up. <laughs> so, you know, so me and a friend I used to go with, so we got our seats, but I mean, that, that sucker was full. It's about like um, when we went to see No Way Home, that full. Yeah. Black Panther, full. I'm like, that, those, those are the three movies that had the biggest crowd that I've went to see in a long time. And um there wasn't as many first timers. There was like two on each end. Uh-huh. I think it was their first time. But that's about it. So yeah. yeah. People are really going out to the 40X. Okay. Yeah, I I didn't feel like dealing with mall traffic 
even at nine o'clock, I don't feel like dealing with mall traffic. So I didn't go out to the mills. I went to a different theater where I knew there weren't going to be hardly be anybody going to see this at nine o'clock at night. And I was right. That was smart. Maybe, yep. Maybe 12 people. Yeah. And I didn't even sit. I didn't even <laughs> sit in my assigned seat because more people started filling up in that row. So mm-hmm. I just went down to the front and put my feet yeah. up on the rail. Called it a day. Yeah. I ain't gonna um, lie. I'm not even going to lie. I'll even, I'll tattletale myself. I snuck in coffee because it's cold. Mm-hmm. And I bought popcorn, so it was not like I didn't not buy yeah, They got some money. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they got two dollars because I had enough points for a free small popcorn, and so I used that. So I used my points for that, and then just upgraded it to a large. But then ended up spilling a quarter of it on the floor, and then a quarter of it. Whenever I left, I felt horrible. I'm like, and then I ate a quarter of it, so we had a quarter left. <laughs> <laughs> like I could have just gotten a small and been fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Opry Mills got there about 10, you know, yeah. 10 10s would start. Wasn't a lot of people, but then we, when, when leaving, I was like, yep, yeah, time to get out of Dodge. <laughs> yep. Get out. Facts. Yep. Uh, but yeah, uh, so if you like, like Patrick said, if you like the first one, you'll love this one. Yeah. Uh, Go for the visuals, as, not so much yeah. for the story. Yep. Um, and if any of your kids have show any kind of interest in it, show them on the first one. Cause it is on Disney plus see if they like it, save you three hours and you know, yeah, I got to check with Kyla. Like, I told her, I told her, I told her, I told her to put it back on Disney plus. So she says she thinks she's seen the first one, but she wasn't sure. So I said, well, it's on Disney plus. So check mm-hmm. it out. And if you like it and you want to see it, let me know. Even if you check out the first 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much the same story, just yep. different yep. motives. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Yep. So, all right, Avatar: Way of Water. Yep. Right. Europe. Alrighty. So I watched <clears throat> Delia's Gone, which movie I had I'd never heard of. I was watching. I was trying to get caught up on the series Surface, uh-huh. and. The actor that plays the detective, uh, Stephen James, yep. so, you know, I remember he was in 21 Bridges. And then <clears throat> I was looking at his filmography and this movie popped up. I'm like, oh, I hadn't heard about this. So I was able to find it and check it out. I think you can rent it on um, Amazon Prime. Okay. Um, so this movie came out October 13th of this year. Runtime of an hour and 30 minutes. Uh, directed by Robert Boudreaux. And it stars Stephen James. <clears throat> Marissa Tomei, uh, Paul Walter Hauser, and Travis <laughs> Travis Fimmel. And it's about a convicted man as he embarks on a journey of violence and redemption to find out the truth about his sister's death. So, <clears throat> uh, Louis and Delia, they live together. Uh, their parents have passed away. Um, Louis kind of has a learning impairment. And um, mm-hmm. Delia, she's trying to take care of him, but she's got a, her own kind of issue. She's heavy drinker. Uh, there's medication that Lewis needs, and she doesn't have the money for it because she got fired from her job. So she has him drive into town, grabs the gun out of her glove box, goes to the pharmacy, and basically robs the store for the medication she needs for him. Gotcha. <clears throat> um. Let's see, Marissa Tomei plays Fran, who's the sheriff of Ledding County, and Paul Walter Hauser is the deputy who later becomes sheriff. 
So when Lewis and Delia get back home, you know, Delia's like basically tells her about her losing a job and her needing to move out west for another job. And Lewis is kind of used to how things are, doesn't like change, and is basically kind of mad at her for wanting to leave. And, you know, she gets this idea like, hey, let's go go to the bar and drink, have fun. But he has a certain schedule. He has to be asleep by 930. So he's like, no, I got to be in bed by 930. I'm not doing it. So she's like, well, we can just stay home and do this. So <clears throat> she puts him to bed and sneaks out, which he sees. Um, he finds her stash of liquor under the cabinet. And we kind of fade to black, wake up the next morning. The house is in shambles. <laughs> a lot of, you know, lamp and tables turned over. Yeah. And he's uh, walking around the house trying to find a sister. He goes to the kitchen and she's laid out flat on the floor. And basically dead. And it just so happens that Fran... And um, Paul Walter Hauser's character, Bo Walston, come to the house to question her about the pharmacy incident. So Lewis opens the door. They walk in. They see her lay down, confirm that she's dead. And Lewis just basically says, yeah, I killed her. I, I hurt her. But he's referring to when he got mad about her talking about leaving. You know, he put his hands oh, on her. He yeah. shook her a little bit. But, you know, he just goes ahead and says he did it. And pretty much open shut. He gets five years. So he serves his five years, but he spends another two in like a halfway house. And he gets a visit from Stacker Cole, who was one of the people that happened to see his sister that night that she died. And he's trying yeah. to tell her, tell him what happened. But um, of course, it doesn't go well. Lewis kind of goes off, starts yelling at him, tries to attack him. And, you know, so now he's got it in his head like, OK, what really happened to my sister? So he's kind of on the spectrum, so he's stuck on that. So he's like, I need to find out what happened to gotcha. my sister. He 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 doesn't necessarily break out of the halfway house because it's, it's it's he's already served his time. They said he can come and go as he please. Yeah. But police are still wanting to find him because of that incident. Well, when he before he broke out, I guess one of the the leads there at the halfway house he attacks him and first I thought he killed him, but he just knocked him out. Oh. <laughs> Because he's the back of his head hit the ground. I'm like, oh, you might have killed that guy. <laughs> um, so he's got names of a couple of people that he's trying to find to figure out, you know, what happened to his sister. And um, I, I really don't want to spoil it, but right, it's it's really simple. He just wants to know what happened. That's it. Yeah. But he just kind of happens to hurt people along the way. Um. Just he just he doesn't know he knows what he's doing but doesn't know what he's doing, so to speak. Right. And it's just a bunch of funny business. You, you find out who's connected to what. You do eventually find out what happened at night, and you know how she ended up in her in her condition. And yeah, I mean it, it's 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 not. It has pacing issues, even though it's only ninety minutes. It does have pacing issues. So there's a couple of scenes where it just kind of, yeah, we sh we ended this about five seconds ago. Why are we still here? Right. <laughs> type deal. Um, I mean, you got a you got a good cast: Marissa Tomei, Paul Walter Hauser, and Stephen James. Um, for what it is, I think it's okay. For what they have, okay. what they're working with, I think it's pretty decent. Um, but it's just crazy when they get to the end. Like he had, 
he has an opportunity to do something, but he has at moments you see he has no restraint, but then he has a lot of restraint. Okay. <laughs> you know, a lot of interesting. It's kind of hard to explain. But um Yeah. I thought it was an interesting watch. And it's only ninety minutes. Okay. Um yeah. Pretty cool. Cool. And, you know, good time. Yep. I mean, by good time I mean short at an hour and a half. Not Anyways, we get it. We get it. Yeah, I didn't feel it. Uh, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, knowing that this got all the, got, a, I think, six also, uh, maybe more Golden Globe nominations, and seeing that it dropped on HBO Max, mm-hmm. I watched The Banshees of Inisherin. To which I keep I keep wanting to call it the Banshees of Ed Sheeran, <laughs> which I feel which which I feel like is probably the title of his next album. <laughs> I mean, if not, if he's listening, it ah. should be. Yep, boom. I mean, he likes to hang out at uh, is it Santa's? Uh, there's there's a place around here he likes to hang out apparently. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, if I run into him, I'll I'll definitely bring it up. Uh, <laughs> any, anyways, the Banshees of Inisherin came out this year. It's a runtime of one hour, 54 minutes, but I hate to say it feels every bit of about two hour, two and a half hours because it is a slow, slow movie. It is, uh, direct written and directed by Martin McDonough. If you're like me and absolutely love the movie in Bruges starring Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. It's it's a little bit faster. It's a little bit faster, but there's so much humor in it that in stuff going on, you're like, it's just different. It's just mm-hmm. a quirky, dark comedy that, you know, I just, I love that movie. I haven't watched it in a while. I'm probably going to, but it's, it is, uh, yeah, I love it. Anyways, this movie, it's about two lifelong friends that find themselves at an impasse when uh, Brendan Cleason's character, Colm uh, Doherty, uh, abruptly ends their relationship with alarming consequences for both of them. Uh, Colin Farrell plays Patrick uh, Suleban, which I guess it turns out to be what later becomes, I guess, when uh, the Irish, you know, immigrate to the U.S., that name winds up becoming Peter Sullivan. Basically, is what the... uh, Translation, I guess you could say, or whatever the iteration is what it turns out to become. Anyways, uh, so yeah, these two guys have been friends for a very long, you know, for a long time. And then one day, Brendan Gleese's character just kind of decides that he doesn't want to be friends with Colin Farrell, you know, with his character anymore. Because he's, I mean, for lack of better words, he's dull. He's basically he does he wants to have meaningful conversations with people because he's not getting any younger. You know, he's gotten he's getting to a stage in his life that he wants to have conversations with people that all, you know, have some some sort of meaning to him, not just listening to Patrick go on and on about his animals and other just boring stuff. He wants to have, you know, some connection, some good conversations and not just hear him drill on and on and on. 
<laughs> and I'm like, and I'm sitting here going, oh my God, is there people out there that think that about me? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if I like this movie already. <laughs> like, oh, uh, but yeah, he like, so Combe like basically is going around trying to avoid being around Patrick at all. And he, uh, he, he, uh, he goes out of his way, but Patrick won't take no for an answer. Cause he's been his, you know, his best friend for so long. Yeah. Like there's other people in this small little village town. They, they're with the initial is basically the Island. They're off of, it's like a small Island off of Ireland. So they are going around, you know, so they, they live in this small village and, you know, Brendan Gleeson just wants to be alone in his, you know, in his house, listen to his music, go for a walk, go to the pub, just be left alone more or less. But he also plays the fiddle as well and plays in the band that plays at the pub, you know, on nights. And he just essentially just wants Patrick to leave him alone. But he won't. He doesn't understand why they can't be friends or why. He's like, we can have meaningful conversations. Just whatever you want to talk about, we'll talk about. And he's just like, I don't, basically, I can't, I don't feel like I have that with you. Right. And he finally gets sick and tired of it that he essentially says, do not come up and talk to me. Just leave me alone. If you come and start talking to me, I'm going to cut off one of my fingers because he's got these big, like, I guess they're gardening shears or shears for something. He's going to use those shears and cut off a finger. His own finger. His own finger. Dang. That's got to be bad. <laughs> On the hand he uses to do, you know, to play the fiddle. And basically to do the chords for the fiddle. Wow. Be serious. <laughs> I'm like, I want to be like, easy diva. <laughs> There's easy, easier ways to do this, but apparently not. And so it's he tries to leave him alone, but he's just so he's kind of stupid. I don't, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's, well, I guess there's no other good way to put it, but I mean. He's kind of slow to I get think, it. it he's kind of, yeah, he, it doesn't sink in. Like he tries to, uh, Barry Kagan's also in this. Most people probably know him if you saw The Eternals. Uh, he was in that, uh, The Killing of a Sacred Deer, which also stars Colin Farrell. Uh, he's basically an, an I, he's basically a he's one of those guys that kind of plays Paul Dano roles when Paul mm-hmm. Dano is off making other movies. <laughs> They're like, who else can we get? Oh, we'll get this guy. <laughs> That's Barry Kagan. Anyways, uh, he tries to. So Patrick Lewis was a sister, Siobhan, who is played by Carrie Condon, who is also nominated. And basically, you don't think I'm dull, do you? It's like, no, I don't think you're dull. But he's like, I'm not the, like, I'm not the, uh, basically the most worth, you know, the, not, I'm not the dumbest person in the village, am I? She's like, no, you're not the dumbest person in the village, which is Dang. funny. You know, you know, it's so, uh, yeah, yeah. They're like, no, you know, I think Dom, you know, Dominic is obviously the, dumb, which is Barry Kagan's character. Um, like there's a lot of like dry humor like that, but the mm-hmm. it's such a slow moving pacing move film that it's sometimes it's hard to want to stay interested in it. It is 
beautifully shot. Cinematography is outstanding. Just like they filmed this in Ireland. So it, it is. And they had the, the building where the pub was. They actually had to they had to build it for the mm-hmm. for the movie. But because they didn't have the right kind of permit, they had to tear it down as soon as they were done with making the film. Dang. Yeah. I was like, dang, that's, I mean, it's not a small pub either. It's a good size, but I was like, whew, still, it kind of sucks, but it is like, it is good. Like it's like, I didn't dislike it. It definitely felt longer than a movie. That's just an hour and 54 minutes. Like it feels like it's two and a half hours and it's not, but it's not a bad movie. It's just, it is kind of long. It just takes a while to get there. And yeah, the, I, I wasn't satisfied with the ending, but I kind of had an idea how the, I had an, I had a vague idea how the movie was going to end, but not a solid one. But it is, it is definitely worth checking out. And if you have HBO Max, I would recommend watching it, especially if you're like me. And this is going to want, if it's already got six Golden Globe nominations, it'll definitely be getting Academy Award nominations. Yeah, it's definitely need to get that. And it's and I remember the buzz behind this movie was was pretty uh pretty strong. So I have a feeling and we'll probably we'll be seeing this movie again uh later on when the Academy Award nominations come out. So if you're like me and try to be a completist to watch those movies that get nominated, you should go ahead and check this out. So The Banshees of Inishirin, not Ed Sheeran. So and that's all I got. That's that is it. Um, so opening this week, we have Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Uh, should be dropping, I believe, Wednesday on uh, the 21st. So finally, a kid's movie, Other in a Strange World, which will drop, which also, by the way, will drop on Friday on Disney+. Plus. So if you haven't seen, if you're like me and haven't had a chance to go take your kids to go see Strange World in theaters, have no fear. Go watch it at the house on Friday for family movie night or Family holiday movie night. There we go. Uh, yeah. For this weekend. Uh, then we have the the next Academy, soon to, I'm sure to be at an Academy Award nominated film. Also, judging by all the buzz it has received by uh, in the Golden Globe nominations, Babylon will come out in theaters on Friday the 23rd, as well as the Whitney Houston biopic, I Want to Dance. Uh, also drops Friday on the 23rd. And then on Netflix, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery will also drop Friday the 23rd. So a lot to choose from going into your holiday weekend and post-holiday week, I guess you could say. Yep. So yep. Uh, if you need to get out, get the kids out of the house because you got them because they're hopped up on candy canes and whatnot uh, <laughs> and everything else under the sun. Then these are some options, or if it's too cold, or if you're depending on where you live, get actual snow, not our air quote snow. Then you have some options as well for things to watch at home. So a little something for everybody, just about. Or if you're like me, you still need to get caught up in a couple of movies, like I still need to go see Violent Night. Those movies are out there as well. So, boom. I think that's it. Um, all i got that's all you got uh the last thing i've got is happy merry christmas blessed whatever to to one and all 
and I uh, hope everyone enjoys whatever holiday you celebrate. If you celebrate, happy solstice, festivus, for the rest of us. <laughs> 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 and uh, we will see everybody um, after Santa's visit. Or Krampus. Yep. Yeah, you don't want Krampus. <laughs> no. No, I mean, you may want Krampus. No, I'll tell you that back. You may want Krampus. Your kids do not want Krampus. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. He, I've heard. He puts him in a sack. Puts them in the sack, and then they go and beats them. Yeah. Pretty dark. <laughs> oh, also, Krampus is on, uh, speaking of which, is also available on Peacock. Ah, cool. In case you feel like terrifying your kids. There you go. All right, kids, gather around. Family night. <laughs> All right. Now go to bed and wait for Santa in the morning. Pray for Santa in the morning. <laughs> good night to all and to all a good night. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.